Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who prepared for Valentine's Day by asking girls if they are finally 18 or if they're forever 21. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that is, that is false. <laughs> but I'm Blake and I love I love that. You know what's funny? My uh my assistant Mark and I were listening to uh there's like a 80s like metal station like on the Sirius radio or whatever it is. Who is it? Uh is it Warrant with uh she's only 17? She's only 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that song we were like what the fuck dude? How is this like they gotta take the song out of the rotation. <laughs> you know what's the crazier one, they which cool. I think they may have taken out of the room because I haven't heard it in forever. Is that a if I could fly, I'd lift you up? That one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It starts sure. with him saying, She's just 16 years old. Oh man, have you ever seen the video? No, it's literally him like doing the lyrics of the uh, oh uh, no so he's like stalking this girl like outside her bedroom window while singing the song oh, uh, 1981 was a was a different time God, sure. well I, fucking tonight i'm gonna rock you tonight spinal tap right <laughs> that's got some, <laughs> some of the best lyrics of all time but but meant to be a joke but literally meant to be a joke yeah. and 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 blake's right he he doesn't ask girls if they're finally at 18 nor does he care if they shop at forever 21 <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we have to talk about it because, um, well, I mean, it's the last time we're going to talk about football for a while, I would imagine. But uh, another super, another NFL season is over, and uh, another Lombardi Trophy for a fugly Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> Travis Kelsey, who's turning more into a dog every week. I love, I love the hate that is raining down on Kansas City. You know, it's like nobody hates more than the people on top. And yeah, it's another year. Uh, Pat Mahomes is ugly. Yeah, uh, everyone's sick and disgusted of uh, of Travis Kelsey in all ways, shapes, and form. Uh, a great way to wrap up the football season. Uh, I, you know, three shitty fucking quarters of football, and then uh, let's say one and a half of uh pretty fun pretty fun stuff but uh you know i had a fun time uh hanging out but uh ultimately uh i'm glad the season's over man it was <laughs> the season the season was long fantasy football was long and tough and excruciating and i fucked the 49ers i'm glad they lost I, there's something about kyle shanahan i just i really love that he keeps losing super bowls so it's his red-faced dad that coached the fucking broncos and the red Bron- yeah uh, way too early, and this will change multiple times before the season starts next year. But uh, who's your pick for next oh. year's Super Bowl? Oh, uh, Buffalo. <laughs> they got to get over the hump at least at some point. Although they may never. No, I, I'm going to go Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Who's going to come out of nowhere next year? What's Chief, Chiefs Rams. I must say it's Rams put it back together. Chiefs Rams. Be interesting. You know, um, sports, it seems like I, I, I've talked about how I love I love a good story in sports and sometimes they just, they write themselves. And I think that next NFL season, and I hate that I'm saying this, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but there's a great redemption story for next year. After the debacle that was this season, the Dallas Cowboys are primed oh, for a redemption wow. story of like wow. the greatest magnitude. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they started with yeah. like a three game slide, sure. fired McCarthy, fucking brought in Belichick or whoever it is that they bring. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley comes over from USC and they fucking go all the way to the Super Bowl. And um I'm thinking Cowboys, Ravens in the Oof. battle of two Whoa. playoff chokers. Whoa. Somebody, somebody, somebody's Somebody gets to erase that label for <laughs> at least two seasons. We will let them be. One of them gets the Heimlich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not, not going to be who wins the Super Bowl, but uh, who loses it. <laughs> who loses it? going to happen next year. <laughs> that's, my pick as, that's my pick as of February the 15th, which will That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right now. Let's, let's, let's see. We'll have our mock drafts done next week. <laughs> the, uh, but we're, we're not quite done with the Super Bowl yet. So. 
every year with Super Bowl. Like this year was watched by record numbers that um a lot of people watch for commercials. I was like that as a kid, like the Bud Bowl, and it was cool seeing like all those commercials and. Uh, that's kind of lost a lot of its uh, mystique in the past few years. The commercials, I don't think, are anywhere near as good as they used to be. But uh, they did release some pretty cool trailers this year. For me, the most interesting one was, and I, right off the bat, I hate now that they do the whole, they show the trailer and they say, watch the full one online. Mm, yeah. That's so, I, I get that everybody's it's on a lot the of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but... And I know that Super Bowl spots are expensive, but people are watching right there in that moment. And you have literally over a hundred million people watching it. I mean, get it out. You know, you might as well. That aside, the Wolverine or I mean, Deadpool and Wolverine trailer was awesome to see. And it's <laughs> the first time in a while that I've been excited for a Marvel movie. Yeah, it's yeah, a good long time. I know there's other stuff coming out, but yeah, that it looks fun. It looks like they're going to be doing some more. Just look, I think they're getting more back to the to the goofy nature of the first one that I that I that I really like. So that that's going to be fun. Yeah, I I think this whole like watch online thing, like I I feel like we're gonna just become. It's gonna be like, oh, here's thirty seconds of a QR code. Scan it with your phone and enjoy the full trailer at your house while you you know it's gonna be stuff like that like this was this was a bad year for for super bowl commercials really bad you know i agree with you because um there was a well they showed timu they showed that like i don't know how many times lots of um jesus christ yeah like if you're a religious person that's all well and good but um, man, I don't know. It just seems so out of place in the Super Bowl. Now, I heard there was a Scientology commercial. I must have missed it. Oh, was it really? Someone oh, told me that, but I, I must have missed that one. Um, there was a, <laughs> there was a there was one for um with Jenna Ortega and for Doritos, but she was oh. bar- barely in it. I thought that was really weird. Uh, there was a trailer for the the Quiet Place prequel, uh, Day One. I, I like the Quiet Place movies. Uh, the first yeah. one's so so good. Uh, the second one is really good too. But a Quiet Place three is still coming out, but they do have a prequel in between, and it looks pretty damn good. Big. I'm a pretty big fan of those movies. I, I thought they've. I thought those are well executed. You know, suspense movies. I, they're not. They're almost not horror movies to me. They're more like a a, a suspense like thriller kind of thing because yes there's like a monster yes there's like definitely creatures and there's it's it's definitely is in the horror genre but um those movies have, do a great job of keeping that tension which i don't think necessarily horror movies are known to do uh, all throughout um usually so um yeah i th- I, I i'm all but the first the day one footage that we've seen from the other movies horrific yeah that's gonna be fun is there one too many words in Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Because it feels like it's maybe it's just me, but it just sounds like there's too much going on in that title. Yeah, it's like Washington football team. Like, yeah, it's like, wow, that's like a mouthful, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like uh I I didn't realize this till I read it somewhere, but the last Planet of the Apes movie was seven years ago, almost a decade ago. And I could swear that they just released one like last year, but wow, um, really? That seems wild. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they they they've been pumping them out. But um, I I've never been the hugest Planet of the Apes fans. Like I, I watch them, um, but I'm not like oh I can't wait to see it type of thing. I, I will say that the special effect, like the apes in this, look amazing. Yeah. They look yeah. really, really, and and they have since I think the last one was Rise. I mean, they just it looks so good. More than anything else, like I, I barely even I don't actually remember what the last movie was about, but I just kind of want to see them in action because it's really cool. Yeah, no, this one looks cool. I, I'll be honest, like I'm not a huge, I'm not the biggest Planet of the Apes fan. Like, uh, it's it's definitely like I get it's cool, it's cool. I go, but I don't fucking like apes, man. Apes and fucking monkeys fucking weird me out, <clears throat> but particularly this brand. <laughs> The talking kind, <laughs> yeah, those yeah, are the, yeah, worst the hyper-intelligent murderous, you know, kind. There's a reason Jordan Peele used a goddamn ape to do the scary stuff in his last movie. It, this looks great. This looks great. I, I think it looks cool. The ape activity, it looks awesome. Uh, it doesn't like the CGI doesn't look fucking bad, you know, which is what I honestly have kind of haven't loved about the last few. Um, I always thought that those the CGI got a little wonky yeah. and just kind of took me out of it. Um. But yeah, this looks great. Uh, even with my disdain of apes, um, I will uh, I will check this out. I know that 
America is upset by the lack of evil meteor meteorologist movies. There's just not enough. I think the last one was probably Twister in 96. Oh, yeah. I want to think. So Twisters is coming Twisters. out this year. And um, when Twisters came back, Twister came out way back when, I remember thinking like, it's just, you know, yeah, the cow is going in the tornado. That looks really cool. But other than that, I just was not interested in the movie. And then I saw it and it was like so fucking fun. <laughs> like I loved it. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm getting the same vibe out of this one. Like I, I saw the trailer and I was just like, eh, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. I have a feeling when when you're in the, and this has to be seen in theaters, I think in the moment watching it, I bet it's like a hell of a lot of fun. I'm honestly like kind of excited to go to the theater for, for this. Like, I remember I, n I never got to see the original one in the theater. And that was like such an iconic movie of like my childhood. And I, we just watched the hell out of it. But like, I remember thinking even as a kid, like, man, I wish, you know, I wish I could have gotten a big screen experience for this. So I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably go to this like week one. <laughs> I'll probably go see Twisters. I'll probably be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a little about Ryan Reynolds. We talked about John Krasinski. They're teaming up for If, which is short for Imaginary Friends. I thought this was a horror movie when I first oh, heard yeah. about it, but uh, it seems like it's more of a very family-friendly, heartwarming story about uh, what's well, live-action and animated, and it is a comedy. And so people who, I guess, who are living their lives, with their, going through life with their imaginary friends. Um, Krasinski's done some really good stuff, and Ryan Reynolds is so fucking charming. And it's oh, kind yeah. of hard to bet against the guy, but... I don't think this is I don't think I'm the audience for this movie. I agree. I did not feel like I was the audience for that movie as well. But, um, you know, it's kind of hard to you can't bet against those fuckers. And you, you, can, you cannot. Yeah, it's a little yeah. too likable. Yeah, Steve Carell, Matt Damon, L L Emily Blunt are all in like I mean it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's a powerful cast. And those are yeah, those are just some of the trailers that came out. Like did anything else stand out to you that I forgot? There's Monkey Man. Monkey okay. Man looks cool. I, I love Dave Patel uh, or whatever his name is. Uh, he's great. He's one of my favorite current actors. Um, uh, no, man. I, Super Bowl was, uh, I just, I didn't feel, it was, I just kept tilting my head overall. I remember kind of just being kind of like cocking my head to all the commercials being kind of weird and just, uh, yeah, just like odd timing place for a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, uh, hopefully next year is different. You know, one thing about the Super Bowl is, uh, so we we watched it together, yeah. and uh, when you got here, we were we're talking and we're you know we're eating and having a good time or whatever. And by and then Usher's performance, I think, kind of well, actually, leading <laughs> up to Usher's performance, it got a little quiet, and then sure. Usher picked us back up, and then after <laughs> that, it just kind of like yeah, it got quiet again. <laughs> Like, yeah, like the game and the commercials, like just kind of sapped our energy, and not in a like, oh, this is so exciting that I'm overloading. It just like fucking bore down on us. I think. Yeah, it's like uh, what was what's his name from uh, what we do in the shadows, Colin? Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. It fucking energy vampire. It energy vampire does, dude. Oh, hopefully next year will be better. And and biggest plus of all, we finally get that Knuckles series that we yeah, yeah. woo. <laughs> Enough about the Super Bowl. Let's move on. Genre of the future. And we're going to talk with a, talk about something that a little bit of a throwback, something that we mentioned uh, quite a few times last year, actually. But finally coming to theaters is Lovely, Dark, and Deep. Uh, it's a story. I'm really short. I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes versions. About a woman who gets a post as a force ranger at a very remote place and some weird things happen. If you want to hear our full thoughts, check out our best of our, our favorite movies of 2023 and then check out the episode where we talk about lovely dark and deep, where we really go into it, but a uh, limited theater run. And I'm so glad that it's not going straight to streaming because it should be out in theater. Yeah. Eyeball should be on it, but February the 22nd, that's going to be coming out. Also coming out on the 20th, uh, also limited re uh, release, is Dark Game. Uh, it's a story about a cop who's trying to stop a, um, a I don't know, a <laughs> mad person <laughs> from playing a crazy dark web game that's, uh, uh, that's just often people. It's a it, Saw movie that they I, have done. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's, uh, I think, Saw with a much lower budget and... Uh, 
actors you're probably not too familiar with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, but they're all in masks, so that's cool <laughs> for the most part. So, nah, I mean, it. Yeah, totally. Kind of cribs on a lot of things that you have seen. Uh, Black Mirror, uh, Saw. I mean, it. It is. It is so many things, uh, and which just. I, I hate to say this, but when things like I see things like this, like it just smacks of, you know, unoriginality. And uh, I, I, that, I, that always is a bit off putting. But that said, it seems like it could be kind of fun. I don't know. It's, it's not a great trailer. It's not a great trailer. Like it's a tense music yeah. like, that they're playing through, but it's yeah. not the, and they're not going to play that song, the music, the entire, they couldn't, that would be too much. No. Uh, you know, based on the trailer for sure. One scene you are absolutely going to get is in the last 10 minutes or so, they're going to have found out where the person is recording from a whole bunch of, a whole SWAT team is going to go there. Yeah. Only to find out that that's not where they're recording. And now the cop is the new fucking victim in the thing. It's it's too predictable. Yeah, it looks super predictable. But for what it's worth, it looks like you can get some fun out of it. Just, yeah. uh, I think it's one of those like background popcorn movies type. Of totally, thing. totally. It's a slim month. It's a slim month. Yeah, it is a slim month. Slim week. So. Slim week. Yeah. This is the month for love and not not, <laughs> not, not for dark wedding. So. <laughs> February the 16th. So uh, we're actually recording this a day after Valentine's Day. So tomorrow, Friday, you might be uh, thinking, what what should I watch this Valentine's week? Yeah, you might have just broken up because you handled Valentine's Day so poorly. So now you need something to do for Friday. You might be considering getting married. Here, should you I, could should also I, be uh, that. Yeah. Sorry to skew, to skew dark. Sorry. And, and you might be thinking to yourself like, okay, I got this. Uh, I got this proposal on my mind. These guys are always talking about Tubi. I gotta see. I gotta see what's on Tubi. I'm gonna watch a Tubi original. We've never ever said you should watch Tubi originals. We always kind of with older stuff, but there is a Tubi original coming called "Pray for the Bride." It's about a group of bridesmaids who are having a bachelor party. It looks like they had a traumatic incident a year prior or or sometime prior. And I swear, we we talked about something similar to this like a, yeah. a few weeks ago. As it turns out, they get all they all get together again, and um, a man in a wolf mask is um, seeking revenge for what had happened the year before. So I, I think that's a little bit different from what we had talked about before. But uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, no, I, I was gonna say it looks like um, a, a very paint by numbers thriller. And I, I said we never yeah. said don't not to watch to be originals. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch this one, but it doesn't look as outstanding as some of the older stuff they have on there. No, it does not, and it is. It is. Uh, I know what you did last bachelorette party. That's, exactly, <laughs> that's actually the subtitle. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this movie is. Um, and like the villain appears to be like a wolf in a red hoodie. I, if you find if you find any of these things appealing, there it is. It's on Tubi. Check it out. It's for free. As we alluded to, we are recording this a day after Valentine's. This is toxic an erotic week and we are starting with a movie from 1988 based on a short story written by ram stoker <laughs> yes that ram stoker i always 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 forget that he wrote other things aside from dracula i've never read anything but dracula but a uh, layer of the white worm is the movie that we are covering this week directed by ken russell who gave us gothic which is a really cool movie and the devils, which was banned and was first seen in America just two years ago, thanks to shutter. So Ken Russell does have a really awesome pedigree. So layer of the white worm is how, how would you describe layer of the white? What would your synopsis for this movie be? Ooh, dude, put me on the spot here. Uh, it is a, <laughs> a strange and psychedelic romp through geology eroticism and a bagpipe play <laughs> and 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 garter belts uh, um, plenty of garter belts this movie like right off the bat it was written in the 19th century yeah or, and i think this is only loosely based it, it, like maybe in title only i, I don't know how yeah maybe like very rough very rough yeah. like outline 
sure. type thing. Um, this is uh, based on something that was from the uh, late 19th or early 20th century, maybe. So yeah. uh, there's lots of fetishes in it. Um, there, there's bondage in it. Um, Bram Stoker famously friends with uh, probably the wittiest lesbian of all time, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> we, we do have lesbians in this. We have an Oscar Wilde reference in this. But uh, yeah. I like how this movie goes like it is unapologetic with oh. its um, juvenile humor and the way the, 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 it fetishizes things like the like the bondage. It's just straight up like here's a bondage scene for you. But it's not, um, gosh, what's the word for it? It's not, it's alluring. It's not gross. It's it's very, it, it's very in the moment, I guess is the best way to describe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, ev virtually every scene, uh, many, many, many scenes are, are loaded with innuendo and suggestive imagery. And then if it's not just, beating around the bush so to speak it, <laughs> it it's being super direct with yeah with it's what it's uh you know getting on with which is you know worm uh snake behavior giant dildos uh, strap-ons lots of like indulgence there's like lots of scenes of indulgence like uh, there's like a party scene where there's like lots of like kind of gross looking food and shit like lying around. Yeah, literal but worms. they're like all yeah they're worms and tentacles and shit and uh yeah i mean there's not one there's really not a moment where it's not kind of like going like uh uh <laughs> you know what i mean no like you said there's nothing cutesy about it and this is from yeah. 88 so we're gonna oh, spoiler alert we're gonna talk all about this but uh you mentioned like there's a giant strap on in it and i mean it's like the first time they introduce it, she's kind of holding it. And I'm watching with Regina and she's and she's like, oh, oh, she's like grossing out by it. <laughs> Second time we see it, uh, Lady Sylvia Marsh is wearing it as, yeah. and she's talking about how she's going to uh, do something with a virgin to make it yes. great for uh, her, 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 her god, I guess, Daemon. Yeah. And, um, and, and Regina's just freaking out at the whole thing. And like you <laughs> said, this movie is... Uh, it, it, it's it's just it, it it's it's listed as an erotic horror but um it's very uh and we'll get to the eroticism part of it but some of it's very like like the 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 actual white worm itself very phallic yeah very in your face um almost gross to what it is that they're doing like we we're talking about yeah. how it doesn't beat around the bush but it's also very very obscene <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah, no, I mean this. Uh, this man, I this was definitely a movie. What is this the first time you've seen this? I've never seen this movie. Before. You've never seen it before. So like, I'm. This was one hundred percent a like pizza movie store. Like, man, the fucking Lair of the White Worm. What the fuck? Like, definitely, my brother and I watched this years and years and years ago. You know, I all I remember, and I even think I told you, I was like, man, all I really remember of it, and then I probably watched it again in college, but like that was twenty years ago. All I remembered of it was that it was super horny and like psychedelic and weird. And I just remember being like really weird. But yeah, now that like, you know, the way you watch movies, we watch movies now. This was such, I found it like really strange, but like kind of fascinating. I couldn't take my, like, I couldn't take my eyes away, not just for all the horny stuff, but like you kind of never knew what you were going to get from scene to scene. And, you know, I, you know, watching with a fresh pair of eyes this time around, it's it's nonsensical at times but it's also like leading you down this this path of just absurdity that i found you know inter quite entertaining we were talking about the straight up sexuality of it but yeah. there is like this constant eroticism to it that uh you just don't see anymore so when you do see it like there's all kinds of sexy actresses and actors nowadays yeah, there's, everybody's there's sexy movies like there's just uh, a sex appeal like an eroticism in this movie that you don't see anymore putting aside the dildos and, and things of that nature like the um the main character uh sylvia marsh like there's a really funny scene where she picks up like this uh, teenage hitchhiker and brings her home to, brings him home to play board games with <laughs> but um she's Make just like laughs. Snakes and ladders, and she's just dressed in it's it's a brawn panty than like a sheer robe type of thing, but she yeah. looks so sexy yeah. doing that. It's um the, the boots, dude, the fucking boots. with the boots, and and it's not this like it's not like this uh sexual like um oh I'm a, 
like uh, I I I want to fuck her type of thing. It's like uh, this is a sexy woman who you want to get to know kind of thing, and it kind but it revs your engine for lack Yeah. of a better term. Throughout the movie, they and I think garter belts are incredibly sexy, and you just don't see them anymore, like ever Yeah. in movies. So, and they show them constantly in this way, Yeah. and it's always so. I'm, I'm gonna say tastefully done. It's like as as erotic horror goes, like it's like so well done, and it just like you said, you can't keep your eyes off of it, and it's it's such a. I, I don't know if I've seen. Uh, I, I've seen sexy sexier probably, but this is one of the sexiest horror movies out there. Definitely, honestly, the whole time I was watching it, I I could I could just see like um how like guys like uh Tim Seeley uh he's a comic book artist too, who you can just see like how, where this movie has inspired a ton of comic book artists and comics and it, it's the its sexuality is just dripping all over it and like but like you said it is kind of done in this like I don't know there was something about like the eighties like. posters of like women in high high-waisted thong underwear like it just has this like particular yeah it's like got this i don't know if you'd call it class or not but it's it's supposed to be classy so so you you just kind of inherently go like yeah it's classy even though it's kind of nuts but it works it just totally works and this movie's just dripping in it like you said There's the sexiness of like the late nineties, two thousand, like the uh, what was it called? FHM and uh, what was the other magazine? Maxim. Oh, Maxim, yeah. There's like that kind of sexiness where it's just like in your face, like we we want you to have a boner type thing. Yeah, And then there's the sexuality of this movie where it's like it's it teases you. It's also not holding back from it. It's like very yeah. it, Mm -hmm. it it's very playful in what it's doing and. Uh, It's and we'll get to like other parts of it there, but it, it's almost like it's an overloading you. It's throwing so much at you in so many ways. And from one scene to the next, it can go from being like you said, classy to just being trashy from one moment to the next. It does Totally. it. And it's, it, it kind of confuses your, like the, the sensors in your brain get kind of confused. And, Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that, actually. and then that goes with the movie in general, like um, the flashback scenes. Like Oh, they're, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I we might as well talk about it because they're so important. And those Yeah. are, you mentioned psychedelic earlier. They are wild, and they're almost out of place in this story set in uh, Ireland, Scotland, England, wherever it's set. These scenes are almost out of place. They are so weird. Oh, they're outrageous. And, you know, in a way, they kind of made the movie for me. And Right. that sounds really fucked up if you watch this. But, like, the, so the scenes are, like, uh, either Snake, our, our main character, being a, a very snaky woman, uh, boobs out, lots of uh, impaled nuns, topless nuns, topless nuns being raped by Roman soldiers, uh, by impaled nuns. Like, there is just, it is... Just some incredible imagery that, you know, I think is, and like, I think, you know, very, you know, to great effect, they juxtapose those things up against some of the, like, the things that, like, yeah, it's like some of the scenes, like, where she's parading around in her, her boots and her underwear, and then it's like, oh, you thought that was hot, huh? Well, get a load of this, you creep motherfucker. <laughs> and, and I kind of like how they impacted certain, you know, it, The timing on him was odd, definitely, but I think they did it on purpose, and I think it was it, it worked. you mentioned doing it on purpose and there's also like a weird scene with and a very young Hugh Grant and a very young Peter Capaldi are in this um there's also this weird scene or it's a dream sequence where Hugh Grant walks into a cave and then he's on an airplane and Oh. more garter belts. And um, the special effects in the flashbacks and dream sequences, they seem not seem, they are very poorly done. But then when you see the white worm later in the movie, it's for 80, it looks fine. It, it's not like star Wars quality or anything like that. No, But listen, no, do you think that they, like you, like we are talking about weird timing. Do you think the special effects in these moments are, intentionally poorly done because when i saw the worm I, at first i was just like oh 1988 you know like they had a, a certain a, a certain budget that they were sticking to but then at the end and then there's some really crazy kills in it too Yeah. i was like okay like they definitely could knew what they were they have a good special effects person 
I'm thinking that the dream dream sequence and the flashback, the like the psychedelic stuff, I think they were intentionally like kind of cheaply done to make Yeah. them stand out more. And I think it was a great idea. I loved it. Yeah, no, I could I could not I completely agree. It, like it literally I I even kind of laughed at thinking like when those scenes happen, it almost like the movie jumps back a decade. Like it's 1978. Like it looks like grainier and just yeah, like lower like you said, just lower quality, lower budget. You know, it's funny, like the uh, this had a huge budget for 1988 really. 2 million bucks. That's a Oh lot. yeah. Yeah, That's that is. a that's a lot. You know, and it wasn't because they were paying Hugh Grant. <laughs> you know, like No, he's nobody. yeah, this is this is well before love actually, so Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is long before that. But so yeah, they definitely spit money on it. One of the things I definitely noticed about the, the movie is like all the the direction is good and like all the sets look fantastic. A lot of it takes place in like this big giant house, and Yeah. there's like there's but there's like some like weird caves and shit they're in, and like, but each scene is is set up pretty. pretty well you know they 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 look good you know it's a good looking movie other than those things so yeah i think it almost it has to be it has to be on purpose and yeah i think it i think it works for weird and then like how she dresses you know is really strange too i just thought like the the costuming and all that that and then on the same track with the special effects i actually thought that the the snake vampire things stuff on people i thought it looked pretty spooky you know and they they give you a couple of jump scares with it that i thought work I thought the fangs were great. awesome I thought they were really good. Never seeing this movie, like they're they 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 say that um they mention that they get they're inflicted with a type of vampirism, a layer of the white worm. So you know there's going to be some sort of like serpent aspect to it. But the fangs are kind of uh, they're long like a serpent's, but then they're kind of remind you of a vampire. And plus they kind of they act like vampires. But uh, I love the fangs. I I think that uh Sylvia Marsh is a fantastic villain. Yeah. And and not just because she's like this sexy woman and does these awesome dances and wears blue body paint, but like she's she she's funny, like she's but she's vicious. She's smarter than them, and she out she outsmarts them. Like I um and, and she's also just downright sadistic. Oh, so, I
there's more behind it. I'm I, I'm I'm an evil dude now. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going down, and da, I love the ending. I loved it. The ending's fantastic. I the this you know it. I'm glad this movie has like the. It's not a long movie. It's an hour and a half, right? It's got a great little clip. I thought the end was just like has it's it speeds up. It, it definitely kind of rushes, maybe a touch, but yeah. God, I yeah, what a great ending! And you you. I'm not saying it's not predictable but it's cool and it's 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 goofy and it's like exactly what i loved about like 80s horror movies and stuff like this is like you know it's the it's the it's the oh you know tune in next time for Blair the white worm too you know so like you would you would have thought that they would yeah i bet they did hope that this was going to be a kind of a thing maybe but great ending super fun crazy worm well uh Lots of uh, just tits out. Great. It's awesome. It's a fantastic ending. Layer of the White Worm. It's on It's on Tubi right now. Not a Tubi original. It's from 1988. See or no see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get wormy, man. Get get your, be a Dennis Rodman. Be <laughs> the worm. Um, yeah. No, this was a lot of fun. It's really weird. It's really strange. It's super horny. Surprised that I, more people don't talk about it, to be honest with you. So check it out. Yeah, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a remake or talk of a remake mm-hmm. for this yet, but I'm pretty sure within the next few years we'll hear about someone doing this movie. Maybe Fetty Alvarez, I don't know. But uh, amazing movie. Like, absolutely need to check this out. I, I agree with you. I, I'm surprised that I don't I don't really ever hear about it. I kind of stumble across it every few months like, oh, yeah, that movie. Uh, I'm glad that I watched it, and I think everyone should make it make – it, Make an effort to check this movie out. Our feature presentation, we're going to go to 1996. We're not going to be as erotic, but we're keeping it toxic with no one would tell. This movie, I have to ask you, so starring Fred Stavage, who has since been multiple sexual assault allegations have been laid against them and starring Candace Cameron, who has since revealed herself to be a bigot in a movie talking about how women need to stand up for themselves and people <laughs> around them. What alternate universe was this movie made? Jesus Christ, dude. The nineties were so cool, dude. I forget people. If you weren't around for the nineties, they were badass because they had <laughs> shit like this coming out, man. And this was on TV. This was lifetime. a made for fucking TV movie. So like Lifetime, right? Yeah, or, uh, Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, there was a lot of this stuff and they were like uh they were like public service announcements about like the dangers of abuse and shit. Like that's kind of what this shit is and oh, what a time to be alive. And I, I just want to plug next week's episode. It's uh starring Jonathan Majors as Bill Cosby in the Harvey Weinstein movie <laughs> talking about how women how we as men need to respect women's boundaries. That'll <laughs> be next week. Uh, uh, this movie, and you're right. You're t- you're talking about like the PSAs and the after school yeah. specials. Like they were a regular thing. Um, don't do drugs. Don't talk to strangers. Um, go to school on time. Uh, don't bully. Uh, all these things were going on, but this and then there were other movies like this too about you know your parents abusing you, your boyfriend abusing you, and all that stuff. Even though there was a lot of, by the time 1996 rolled around, there was a lot of these movies, though they they weren't as common in 1996. This one stands out. Now, this was actually recommended to, by by someone who by someone who was, is 25 now, so a younger generation. But they saw this when they were 13, so like 10 years after it came out, they saw this movie. And it totally left an impact on them that they remember to this day. Wow. I don't know now this person now whether you want how much uh, do you want to put into that they did tell me that they equate that the the death of Kobe Bryant is her generation's 9/11 that being said like this is a very powerful movie I think I think it's super effective yeah I mean say what you want about it I think it pretty accurately portrays that insipid terrible possessive behavior that um 
can definitely happen when you're a teenager. It happens all the time throughout generations. But um, yeah, it's a it's it's very accurate, I think. And uh, you know, they 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 do a, they definitely do a thing even towards the end, not to jump ahead, but like they definitely do kind of like a thing to make you to make you you know to make you to pull it, pluck at your heartstrings to been like, well, is this if this is happening around you, speak up, you know? So, yeah. you know, it, it, they, I think the whole message is, it, it moves along really well. Like there's like a progression of like, at first you're like, Oh, it's like sweet. Like if you had no idea what the movie was about, you'd be like, Oh, like puppy love, high school puppy love kind of stuff. Yeah. And they, so yeah, I think they did a pretty good job of, of ramping up the tension. They, um, so they, they have the, um, they're mean, like you said, puppy love. It's they have their meat cute in the beginning, and then really quickly, it, it becomes like a checklist of red flags. It's like yeah. he's a little bit jealous. Now he's getting a little bit physical. He's pushing her against the wall. Now we're seeing bruises. Like yeah. there's really not much of a. I mean, the story is the abuse, but it's yeah. just hitting you with one thing after another. It's like no pun intended on the hitting. Like it's just coming at you. It's one thing after another. It's like okay, he does this. He does this. He does this. These are the things that you need to look out for. And here are the things that people are ignoring or justifying or explaining away. It's one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, what the hell, man? Why don't, why isn't anybody doing anything like this movie from, you know, 96, like I, I was very much caught up in this movie. Now in 2024, I'm watching this movie and I'm totally invested in its story. And the pacing is great because you don't need to know that much about the characters. Like they, um, they do mess up a little bit with Candace Cameron's character. I think we'll talk about that right now, but uh, all you need to know is that Fred Savage and her, and he is an overly possessive, overly jealous, over violent guy. That's all you need to know. And that that's it. Like I, I got, I got it. And I was just, I was worried for her and I was pissed at him the entire time. yeah perfect way to put it um it it definitely you know it makes you i think it i think it must strike a chord with a lot of people because if you look look at reviews about it it's like oh i hated this movie it made me mad well it's like well fuck you should probably give it a better review than you just did because i think it i think it works i was gonna say that and that makes it 100 percent a success that's exactly right so i you cannot help but hate this motherfucker by the end of it and you know, you feel, you know, and like, I thought they did, believe it or not, this is funny to be saying about like a Lifetime movie like this, but they did a great job of turning her mom into a character you really fucking disliked into a very sympathetic character. You know, even though she had her problems and issues and she was definitely dealing with a whole batch of her own shit, you know, she's still a mom who who cares about her daughter. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, she just wants her to be okay. And that one of the more effective, like, you know, mother concerned about her, her child things we've seen. Stranger Things did a better job than Stranger Things. No, it, it's a very it is a very good job because you're right. You're kind of like, OK, she's just another one of the uh, people who didn't tell like that's But then they do turn it around to where, OK, she's really and she's she yeah. cares for her daughter. I mean, she all but threatens a, a high school student. And they, um, I mean, it's Fred Savage, so he kind of yeah. deserves it. But I mean, you you get how how much she she cares about what's happened. One person they really really fucked up with is is the friend, her best friend. She kind of convinces Candace. Uh, uh, less pronouns. I gotta get. So Candace Cameron's friend tells her like, "You gotta leave him. He's obviously not good for you." I'm having this party this weekend, like break up with him on Friday, come to the party on Saturday and we'll have a great time and, you know, you'll get over him. And then Candace Cameron's there at the bowling alley with them and she's just talking about, she's like, oh man, Bobby, like, I can't imagine not him not, it's so weird. I, 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 you know, I, I wanted to give him a chance and that. And the friend at first is like, well, you know, come on, you'll, you'll be fine. It's only been a day. But then the friend says, you know, if that's all you're going to talk about, you have to go. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. what happened there? That's the absolute worst thing that you could do. And then Candace Cameron is dead like within 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh my god, I loved her so much and I cared. It's like, no, you absolutely didn't. You literally sent her off to her death. Like that is what happened yeah. right now. She like, was yucking your yum and you fucking told her to fuck off, and now she's dead. And it's your fault. 
And I, and I couldn't, like, before that, I was kind of like, okay, like, I get it. Like, she's her friend, and she's worried, but she also wants her friend to, she feels like her friend's found love, and she wants to trust that she's going to make the right decisions. And sure. She's known her, I assume, their whole lives, and she cares for her. And so I get it. It's not her fault that she's letting the abuse happen, especially in 1996. And things were a whole lot different. Like, we weren't as apt to... Uh, go to the authorities or go to someone when we thought that there was a toxic relationship going on you were more likely to make excuses for people or to think like oh that's that's their bag like that's just how they deal with stuff but then once she kicks her out of the party for for talking too much about being sad it's like okay like it like you just said it's only been a day of course she's gonna talk about them like yeah yeah, he abused her and he was she during they constantly got in fights and they constantly broke up and got back together. But she loved him. Like it's a misplaced, misguided love, whatever, but she did love him. So that was horrible writing. And after that, I just could care less about the friend. Oh, yeah. No, the the yeah, I had no sympathy. It was weird, right? Like I had the only person I had at the end I had sympathy for was the was the mom. Everybody else involved you know, it's like their fault. You know, it was 100%. They knew that the, she'd been getting her ass kicked by this fucking guy. They and they saw, it. they saw it happen. They And again, that's the whole point of the fucking title, whatever. They right. weren't saying anything. You knew, like, if you, right. If you cared about the, it just totally was didn't go with that, that character, how that character had been played to that point. And then it was like immediately back to like, oh my God, where is she? Is everything? It was like, dude, yeah, didn't care. Don't care. Uh, you know, Fred Savage, and then like even Fred Savage is being like, oh, I don't know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know, <he's> like, <laughs> it was like pretty fucking, you know, obvious what had happened. But, um, and then I, the, the end, you know, the, there is a time frame situation that they say that is just kind of preposterous, which is the 10 like minutes. He, 10, yeah, he walks away from the truck. <laughs> That's for exactly 10 what I, I, I actually said that to her. I was like, he did all that in 10 minutes. That yeah, is like fucking damn. amazing. I was like, Where did I was he have thinking, those bags and all I was that like, tape? that's that's what she said. That's that's what she was like, wow, he had that on him. And I was like, you know what? I will forgive that because he did bring a knife with him. So maybe, just maybe, he was thinking, you know, if this all goes if this all goes south, I have my knife and I have my kit in the in in the in the truck. I, I will get rid of it. Oh, what, he Israel keys it. He had his kit out there maybe already. He's ready to go. So that yeah. much I can. He could not have done that all in it just to wrap the body. He like Laura Palmer did. Like yeah. That, oh, yeah. that alone is a good 30 to 40 minutes right there. And like I was uh yeah, dude, the time I can't, it takes totally. me 30 minutes to get a sleeping bag back into its case, dude. Like I don't know. <laughs> How did he wrap a body and sink yeah, it to the bottom dude. of a lake? Like, yeah, in, in 10 minutes, like yeah, that was really, really dumb. Um so serious movie, serious issue. So I'm, yeah. I don't want to laugh too much about Sorry, it. Sorry, yeah. Fred Savage, because I'm used to seeing him as scrote and wonder years. Right? <laughs> like he's this little little kid, but like his his head is way too small for his body. Oh, he looks fucking hilarious when he's making his like crazy eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's impossible not to laugh. And you're like, yeah, you're about to choke this chick out, and I'm laughing <laughs> like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fuck. He was so aggro too. Like he he was such a dick face. Like man, I was like, this guy wouldn't even have fucking friends. Like this guy's such a dickhead like i fucking hate this guy but yeah he looked funny he he like he would make a good like dwarf in a movie like <laughs> he wouldn't need makeup or yeah they just fucking like shoot him from a distance and, and, weird and just give him work. a costume and he said he could do yeah, that he's good. Yeah, he's good. The, you know what i'm a lot of the lines those are probably they weren't scripted it's probably what he was telling the production <laughs> the um did you notice when they when they first meet in the pizza parlor on the back of the wall they have like the pennants one says el paso texas and one says cd Juarez. no shit i did not notice that yeah yeah i was actually and then then one says kansas city really weird oh weird but i was like god where was this movie like made and what's this so it's based on the story from it happened in like buffalo new york so and it was filmed in arizona and Weird. i think it takes place in 
California. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's all over the place, but I don't know if someone uh, like a, a, a so like someone who does the 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 the, the um, scenery, the sets, or whatever. I don't Yeah. know if it's the director, but yeah, they had. Uh, I, I don't know. They just happened to find it from another Lifetime movie, and they Wow. just put them up. But Yeah, slap yeah, it up, hey. yeah, they had an El Paso thing and a Wattis thing, which is pretty cool to see. Um, That's cool. the thing though, though. There was a lot that I liked. A super tense movie. Like, I absolutely get the message for the movie. Um, and then there was stuff that I found funny. But one thing that I, aside from the, the the friend just being a complete jackass, like, I didn't like how. So the movie is like, you know, it's it's escalating, and it's escalating, and it's escalating. And I thought it was gonna build to where you first see him uh, slapper. You never see it, but you can hear it. And even even hearing the smacks, you're like, oh shit, oh shit. It got to the point where it's like, okay, like it's because it starts at the end type of thing and it's circling around to where she's going to die. And I'm like, wow, this is really fast. Like, this is a super short movie. Because, I, I mean, there, there can only be like, what, five, six minutes left of this movie. It goes on for another 20 minutes. Like, it totally changes Yeah. direction with the whole police procedural aspect Yeah. of it. And that really made no sense to me. It was completely unnecessary. It was way too long. Like, I mean, Yeah. you It get took the way Sally... too much time. Yeah. Yeah, you got the Sally Jesse Raphael cameo for Oh, like that's yes, why. Judge Sally Jesse Ruffin. Yeah, as she lectures the audience. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, the evils of fucking assholes. uh, I, I, I didn't like so the third act. I, I, I was a uh, gosh. After the rest of the movie being so tense and so exciting, it was kind of boring. Oh, yeah, fucking A. Totally, totally uh, lost me uh, for that last part. Um, yeah, boring is the right word. It, it, I, what a fucking bad decision. That that was, they should have kept it, they should have just not put that into the movie, you know, and maybe just had his, like, you know, you could have you could have just flashed to the court proceedings or whatnot, you know? That's what I would have done. Have Sally Jesse Raphael tell us what awful people we are. Yeah. Flash a number on the screen that we're supposed to call if we suspect anything. Yep. And credits. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Get in. Get out. Yeah. No, they, 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 the end was kind of a debacle. And I, I would actually, so do you know that there's been a remake of this? Yeah, and actually when I looked it up on Roku, uh, That was what came up. it, well, this came up and then that Hulu movie that just came the the the, the alien invasion movie with no talking in it Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the next thing and then the remake with Shannon Doherty was the next thing <laughs> yeah it was kind of a weird like back to back to back thing it, it's funny like i'm kind of intrigued to see how they handle the end of end of it i wonder if they i wonder if they just totally remade it and just it'd be interesting to see i'm curious too because even looking at the thumbnails for them so you the like you get the 96 one which is so the 80s are like the highlight of box art uh, but the 96 90s had some cool stuff too and this one is so 90s with like Oh, the yeah. the no one would tell is like in the block in your face lettering like it has the great tagline that's almost out of an erotic erotic thriller it says Oh, like yeah. uh just what does it say jealousy is Jealousy is dangerous. Obsession uh, obsession is is deadly. deadly And then in the background, it looks like it's like <laughs> a nuclear explosion or something. and he's like, he's like really giving her the business, <laughs> He's like... fucking giving her the business. And <laughs> she, <laughs> it Which is, is it's so and fucking... his letterman jacket. He's like fucking totally like giving her the business. And then you got the 2018 one where it's just Shannon Doherty. Yeah. And It's like, literally just <laughs> Shannon she's Doherty like, she's reviewing. in a very nice restaurant in her Yeah. nice dress. And you're like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't. Like, no one would tell her what. Yeah, no one would tell her that uh, her credit card was declined. Yeah, dude, I know exactly what the 96 one is about by looking <laughs> at the cover. I could not fucking tell you what the yeah, other like one the 96 one, the only question is, did the Soviets drop the ball? <laughs> <laughs> or is he mad at her because she told the Soviets something? is she KGB or is he a double agent? That's all I need to know. Yeah, totally. Uh, Fuck you. Uh, um, I, but you're right. Like I was like, well, I wonder what the because the the new one was just made 2018. That was not that long ago. So it did make me wonder what kind of spin they put on it. But um, that does lead to a question that I offered. So the 96 one, we've uh, you know we've talked up the pros and cons of it. But do you think it was? Oh, Regina, she remembered it as being super disturbing. Is how she remembered it as being. Uh, the person who recommended it said it was something that was very powerful that. all the kids talked about and she thinks that, every, that she thought that they should show it in schools like she i think Yeah. she said she saw it in school Wow. like 
Do you think now in 2024 that this movie would uh still holds up? And do you think it should be something that people like watch? Well, we'll we'll get we'll get to the Cyrano scene in a minute, but yeah, do, you sure. think it, do you think it holds up? I, I do, I do. You know, I, I you know, I talked to somebody about this too that had the same sentiment as as Regina uh, about it and being very memorable and and that's why they don't like Fred Savage. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, and, and did they know that it was yeah. your autobiography? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, don't get to go to go go near a boat with Fred Savage. Uh, it's, it's the implication. Uh, <laughs> it's just the implication. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it does hold up. And uh, this this movie is very effective. Like I said, for for getting the message across of like, man, even just like some of the like they they do. It's it's almost like comical that how much of a like a PSA some of the scenes are. About like, hey, you should be looking for the signs of this, but they—it's true, and it's a pretty accurate depiction, I think. So yeah, I do think it holds up. I, I think it does a pretty good job, and you know, I don't think anybody will. Well, nobody fucking knows who Fred Savage or Candace Cameron is anymore. So like, you could probably show this in schools and have it be effective. Just cut off that last, you know, little bit. Yeah, just show the Cliff Notes version of it. Um, it's it, it's funny because nowadays we're a little more aware. A little more like um, uh, we try to be more conscientious of other people, but uh, I think there's still like that people are are very quick to justify and to explain things away, and well, in short, people are kind of ignorant to a lot of things still. And I I think that this movie would be really like it's it was an eye opener for me too, and like I, I was watching it, and you know I'm much older now so yeah like but i think of the times where like oh i remember like you have friends who are kind of like the whole when they're at a bar and they're like come on stay for another drink come on just want you always want to leave early you know what yeah. i mean and you're like how much of that is just you know someone just wants to hang out how much of that is fred savage going on there <laughs> yeah uh, no i think that it's a really good movie for because people are are, are very much on high alert now geez yeah. well it, this is a very good uh, primer for the red flags to look out for i think it's very effective in the 21st century but this one also on to be c or no c no one would tell from 1996 oh yeah if you see something say something <laughs> um it it's weird to recommend this movie it just is it's just it's to say yeah you should watch this I guess if you're really only if you're really looking for this sort of thing to maybe show it to somebody, yeah, definitely check it out and show it to them. I don't necessarily find this as like a Saturday afternoon entertainment watch for me, <laughs> even though I was captivated <laughs> on and, a and, Saturday and, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm not. It's it's a it's a recommend and a disrecommend. Like I I don't think you should just be watching this just for fun, but it's effective and maybe you should show it to certain people. Yeah, this isn't something you just, like you said, this isn't something you throw on just for the hell of it type of movie. But if you have, I don't know, a, a younger sister or a niece, a relative, a friend, or maybe you just have a friend who's in trouble. Like, <laughs> like this might, you know, point them in the right direction. I don't know. But this type of movie, even now, made all these decades later, definitely has a place. And it's something that should be seen in the right circumstances. Every Saturday, you can check us out, and it's always the right circumstance to listen to us. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network, where they have all sorts of pot, uh, horror-themed podcasts, including us, who sometimes go outside of that realm. But we also take uh, we have an open review policy, so if there's anything that you like us to see, we love stuff that's erotic, and we can also get a little toxic. toxic. That was both of our nicknames at one time or another. <laughs> Send it our way. That's right. Yeah, send it to us on the old social medias. You can find us all together at Adventures and Movies on Instagram. Uh, you can find us individually at Nathan. I call him Patrick. He's on Instagram at Adventures and Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. And Regine is out there as well on Twitter at Danger Chavez. So next week we're we're just slithering down the month. You know, we're just keeping it snaky. We're gonna do Night of the Snake Woman in stop motion. So tune in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts now, including ourselves. Also, check us out on Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. It was a super snicky snake.